for 30 plus years. I've seen every type of child grow up. Instead of giving me what I wanted, she gave me what I needed, which was truth. Don't let emotions win. Let truth win. Do your very best, and you should have a lot of fun while you do it. And the better you get at something, the more fun you're going to have at something. You moms and dads are wired with everything you need to be a parent to a great kid. Welcome to Parenting Great Kids. I'm your host, Dr. Meg Meeker, and today we have a very special podcast. I don't have a guest. You're going to spend the whole time with me, and I'm going to be answering some of the wonderful questions that you, my listeners, have sent in to me. And parents, as a reminder, don't just download the episodes. Please click subscribe, because when you do that, you're joining my parenting revolution, and every new episode will automatically show up in your subscribe list. I promise you won't regret it. And I'd love for you to write us a review on iTunes. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Also, the PGK podcast is available in the Google Play Store and on Stitcher. So no matter where you get your podcast, subscribe today so you won't miss a single episode. I want you now to listen as I answer the questions that you sent in. This question comes from Michelle. Hi, Dr. Meg. I have two boys, 13 and 3. My 13-year-old was a strong-willed little boy, but is a wonderful, loving 13-year-old. My 3-year-old is very stubborn. He hits and screams when he gets angry. I am a yeller, which I hate and have been working on myself, so I'm sure some of this comes from me. He responds well to being spanked because he doesn't like it, but I try to use that more for disobedience and use it sparingly as spanking for hitting seems wrong. Any advice on how to get him to stop hitting when angry and how to teach him to not lose his temper so easily? Well, that's a great uh, question, Michelle. Uh, First of all, I think it's important that you work on getting your anger under control because when you're angry, it throws kids off, it makes them frightened, and it it ups the, um, the anger or the frustration that they feel so it comes out more strongly. You're probably getting angry and yelling because you take his bad behavior as a sign that you're a bad mom. And often there are a lot of feelings that go into yelling when we respond to our kids that way. So the most important thing is you have to work on your yelling. And one of the best ways to do this is to not take your three-year-old's behavior personally. He's a stubborn kid. Um, He sounds like a volatile kid. And this isn't necessarily because of something that you're doing. Secondly, I really would try to get away from the spanking because when you have a child who hits and screams and is yelling, spanking is just going to escalate things. What I would encourage you to do is the minute he starts to yell and scream or get out of control, you go over to him, you grab him and you hug him tightly and you take him to his room and you sit with him holding him sort of in a bear hug, until he quiets down. You know he responds to um, you being serious about getting him under control, so you need to work on that. So in other words, you, you, you grab him, you hold him very tightly, you take him to his room, you sit in his bed, and you hold him until he stops. Every single time he starts hitting and acting terrible. Do this over and over Encourage your husband to do it, and I promise it will help get his anger and yelling and hitting under control. Next question is from Rosie. She says, I have two teens, a 15-year-old boy and a 13-year-old girl. 
I'm having major issues with my son. He does not follow rules and he is not doing well in school. He's disrespectful to all of us at home. My husband doesn't like to discipline him at all and won't allow me to do so either. Instead, he pretty much rewards his bad behavior. He never takes away his phone or online gaming. He lets him watch TV all day long until late at night, and he doesn't make him do schoolwork. He allows him to be out with friends, or my son will just go out even if we don't allow it. I left our home about two weeks ago because of the disrespect and the lack of unity and respect between my husband and I. I'm considering a divorce. I believe I can help my son much better if I'm not in a relationship. How can I help my son to get better now before it's too late? Great question, Rosie, and I'm sorry you're in such a difficult uh, situation. Your problem is not your son. Your problem is your husband. I'm confident that if your husband would start to lay down some rules, be consistent, um, and give consequences whenever your son uh, breaks those rules or crosses a boundary, he would start behaving well really very quickly. So my question is, um, what can you do? You can only change you. You can't change your husband. And so what you need to do, and it's going to take a long time to work because as long as your husband's acting the way he is, he's going to sabotage any good discipline you put in place. So when your son is with you, the most important thing you can do is to stand firm, have a backbone of steel, um, make your son follow your rules when he's at your house. But here's the problem. If he doesn't like what's going on at your house, he's going to run back to dad's house. So this is going to be a real problem for you. Unfortunately, the horse is out of the barn. Your, your son is already showing you disrespect. He's already acting badly. And I think that your best bet in changing his behavior is going to happen when he's older. In other words, when he's in his early 20s and he can think things through well and he can understand how bad behavior today results in um, really bad things in the future. But I'm concerned that as long as your husband's doing t this to him, whatever you do isn't really going to take hold because your son is looking up to your husband as his role model, not you. And the only reason he's doing it is because he likes what he can get away with. Um, I do think that you're going to get better response from your son if you're not with your husband when you're implementing some type of discipline. Um, I don't advocate divorce. I think that it's perfectly fine if you stay separated because you need to try to reestablish some rules with your son and um, try to get him to respect you. But again, you got to be tough as nails. It doesn't mean you need to be mean, but you need to have him come to your house. You need to lay down some very simple guidelines like... Um, you can't be out after 10 o'clock at night. And if you're out after 10 o'clock at night, I take your phone and I lock it away. Now you start to do that, he is going to have major temper tantrums. If you can withstand the temper tantrums, continue to give serious consequences to a couple of rules, you don't need to change all of his behaviors at once, you can get somewhere with him now. But you may have to wait till he's older to get him to respect you. Our next question comes from Fadia. She says, I write to you because my four-year-old daughter is very fearful and I think anxious. 
Lately, however, I'm wondering if it has to do with being quarantined for so long. She has started to yell if she is left by herself on the top floor and the rest of us are downstairs. She says she is scared of darkness and thunder, too. The biggest problem is that she has started to wake up in the middle of the night saying that she's having nightmares. The first few days, we let her sleep in our bed, but after two weeks, we all feel sleep-deprived. We have tried bringing a mattress and letting her sleep by my side, but she insists she needs to be closer to me or at least make some eye contact. She has been sleeping with her brother while we transition her toddler bed to a big girl bed, so we always reassure her that she is never alone. I'm also concerned that she has developed a bad habit of coming to my room every night because when we walk her back, she yells and cries, and when we give in and bring her over, she immediately smiles and falls asleep quickly. I can see some anxious behaviors, and I understand her fears, but how do I know if this has become manipulation? Well, Fadia, I can tell you right off the bat that your daughter is genuinely afraid. She's not manipulating you. She has reason to be afraid because in her mind, she's very, very far away from you. And I can tell you that even older kids don't do well sleeping on a separate floor from their parents. As a matter of fact, I've seen kids that move from a small home to a big home, which the parents think they're going to love, and kids hate it because they're so far away from their parents. So first thing you need to do is make sure she's sleeping on the same floor that you are. Personally, I'd let her sleep with her brother for as long as she wants to. If she doesn't want to do that, I'd let her sleep on a mattress in the corner of your bedroom until she gets over her fear. This is genuine fear. It's not manipulation. And when a child's fearful, you want to quell those fears because she'll learn not to trust you if you don't. You also don't want this to turn into a larger anxiety issue which will happen if she feels frightened, you don't meet her needs, you don't calm her down, she can't trust you, then she'll develop more anxiety. Sleep issues in someone who's four will resolve. There will be a day when she'll sleep in a room all by herself. But that day is not going to come for at least six months or a year. So first try putting her in her brother's room. Second, try putting in your uh, room on a mattress. Don't let her sleep in bed with you telling her not to be afraid, giving her coping skills will not make any difference at all. She's four. She can't develop those. And again, when she's alone in her room, she feels very frightened because she feels that you're a mile away. So try to do those things. And I really think you're going to see her settle down. Our next question is from Emily. She says, my husband and I have very different parenting styles. I'm very authoritarian and strict, and my husband errs on the side of passivity. We can't seem to agree on anything, so the kids are running amok and we are mad at each other frequently. How do we compromise here? Oh, Emily, you're not alone. So many parents have this situation because it's rare to find two parents who really strike middle ground and they parent from authoritative posture, not authoritarian. I just wrote a course on uh, discipline with courage and kindness where I teach parents how to move from being too passive or too authoritarian right to the middle. Here's what usually works with couples who are having such a big discrepancy in their parenting styles. Sit down with your husband. Men do well negotiating. Okay, they don't do well being told what to do, um, being nagged at, and and having you fight with them. Men will listen to you if they feel respected. So you need to sit down with your husband and say, honey, you know what? 
you're a really good dad. And I want to do whatever I can to encourage you to be the best dad you can be to our kids. Um, and I want to be a really great mom. So here's what I'd like to know. And you know, we, we discipline very, very differently. But we got to come to some agreement on a few things. What I would like you to do is write down the top three, or if you can get it right, five, that's all the bit, the top three to five things that are most important for you to see through in your parenting that you believe will help our kids become great adults. So what are the top five things that are most important to you to carry out in your parenting? And once I understand those, then I can get on the same page with you and I can support you in those things. Again, you can use three or you can use five. Then when he writes those down and he sees that you're willing to agree and he feels heard and respected, you say to him, I will support you, but I would also like you to support me on my top three three things. So if you can each come to some type of compromise, say you will respect him and support him um, in carrying through with those top priorities that he has for raising your kids, chances are very good that he's going to support you in your three things. Now, you're not going to agree on everything. You don't need to come to the table on everything. But if you get your top six cumulatively um, and work on those together, you're going to find that you'll stop fighting so much. You'll stop being mad at each other so much. And you'll be able to parent much better together. That's what I've seen work in couples really very well. But again, you need to start the conversation. You need to show respect. You need to be sincere in supporting him. And then once you agree, then you turn things and say, I would like support from you here as well. This question comes from Sarah. Hey, Dr. Meg. I have a question about handling the two teens in my house. Due to COVID and quarantine restrictions, we kind of lapsed on the rules for technology and bedtimes. Now that summer is coming on and we're not sure what things will look like, I want to have some sort of healthy routine set in place, but the attitude I'm getting from my kids is unreal. I know that our sliding on the rules has been a factor in their behavior towards us, but I want to find a way to fix it. What do you recommend? Sarah? You're not going to like what I'm going to say, but you need to hear it. You need a backbone of steel, okay? Your your teenagers are running ripshod over you. They're driving the bus. You need to get back in the driver's seat. So here's what you do. You sit down with your kids and say, you know what? Things are getting out of control. We're going to make some different rules. And here are the top three rules. And you make it very clear. They have to speak to you respectfully. And you tell, they don't even need to be told what respectful speech sounds like. You need to set, tell them that there's going to be a routine. They can't stay out past 10 o'clock at night. They can't use their phone or be on video games for eight hours a day. So you set some top three rules that will help you uh, set a routine in place. I would include chores in that and I would include work. If they're too young to work outside the home, they should be working at least 20 hours a week outside the home if they're old enough. If they're not old enough, then they need to do chores around your house. Uh, They need to mow the lawns. They need to clean the bathrooms. They need to do laundry. Um, That makes them feel good about themselves because you have to realize kids who are behaving like your teenagers are miserable. 
Okay, but they don't know how to get out of their misery. So you need to take charge and do that for for them. You start with three of your top rules that you need your kids to do. And again, I would include work in there. And the minute, the minute they fail to do what you've told them to do, you take their phone away and you lock it somewhere for one week. Or you take their video games and you lock them somewhere for one week. I guarantee you, when you find what it is that they really want, and every child has an Achilles heel. Some kids want their video games. Some kids want their phone. Some kids want their allowance. Some kids want to be with friends. Every child has something they really want. When you find what that is and you tell them when you break these rules and cross that line, this gets taken away. I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to scream. You do it. And that's where the backbone of steel comes in. Because if your boys, if your kids are running the show, they are not going to believe you. They will push you, push you, push you to get you to change their minds. So the minute you see them disobey a rule, stay out too late, whatever the rules are, you don't have to yell or scream. You immediately take whatever it it is that they really want away. I guarantee you, Sarah, you do this for a month, your kids are going to realize you're serious. Um, There's no messing around. And when you implement a consequence, no matter what you do, do not renege on that. If you take their video games away for one week or two, after a couple days, do not give them back. Because once you do that, your kids know, aha, we can get away with whatever we want when mom's around. They disrespect you and they won't listen to anything you have to say. So you need to do that. I also have a course I wrote called Busting Bad Behaviors. Go to my website and you can find it. I think it's really going to help you. Parents, I hope you're enjoying this time together. I need to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. This question comes from Amy. Dear Dr. Meg, what do you do with a very smart six-year-old who just keeps lying? Here's what I mean. We asked him to clean his room. He argued and delayed and refused for two days, so we made him pack up all his toys and took them away. He then told us that he was finished cleaning his room. So I explicitly asked, did you pick these up, clean the closet, get all the stuff out from under the table, etc., etc." He explicitly said yes to every single question. He lied about four of the five times I asked. Fast forward to today, we started the process again. You have to finish doing this or you're losing your toys for a week. He also has a complete disregard for taking care of the things he has, so we thought we would multitask. As he is truthful, he earns back toys. If a toy is broken, he has to be the one to throw it away, and he doesn't get a replacement for it. After all of this, he still lies to us when we check on his progress. We told him we don't like liars, and as adults, if someone lies to us, we don't talk to them anymore. We love him, but don't like what he is doing, and it's unacceptable. Is this a concern or a phase? We are at a loss. It sounds to me, Amy, that you're doing a lot of things right. First of all, it is not unusual for a six, seven, or eight-year-old to lie. Uh, Sometimes they do so to see what they can get away with. Sometimes they do so because they sort of live in a different world. Um, I don't know really what's going on your son that's making him lie, but you're right. Lying is unacceptable. 
it will go away, but you need to entice it away. You need to, to move it away. I think you're absolutely right in making him um, pick up his toys, throw them away if they're um, if they're broken, and 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 that will really help teach him how to respect things. One of the things that I would do is I would say, "Here's the thing: if you do something wrong and you lie about it, or you tell us that you picked up your room but you really didn't." you're going to have to have a consequence because you didn't pick up your room. You're also going to have a consequence because you lied about it. And this is what I would do. The consequence if he lied about it and won't come clean is four days. The consequence if he did it, but he tells you the truth is two days. So you give him some incentive to not lie, but you still don't let him off the hook. And if you do that over and over, I think that's going to really get him on track and his lying will go away. I love the idea of having him earn back toys when he's truthful. One thing I wouldn't do is I would not tell him that you don't like liars as adults um, because that will make him feel worse about lying. And you don't ever want to push your kids away by shaming them or, or saying, you're the type of person that we're not going to want to be around when you're adults. And we're just going to shun you if you keep on doing this. You don't, you don't want to do that. That's just going to make things escalate and get worse. So you, you need to basically keep doing what you're doing. Um, if he does something bad and he lies, the consequences are long. If he does something bad but tells you the truth, the consequences are shorter. But again, I think you're doing a lot of things right um, by taking toys away and ask, and having him earn them back if he tells the truth. Our next question comes from Stephanie. I have an 11-year-old daughter who fights me every single time I ask her to do something she doesn't want to do, whether it's doing school assignments, we homeschool, or asking her to do her chores. It's draining me and damaging our relationship. I have a very difficult time figuring out what motivates her and have therefore had a difficult time coming up with effective consequences. The root problem is a heart issue of stubbornness and pride, and my husband and I are having a hard time figuring out how to navigate this. I feel like we slap on consequences for the behavior, but the heart issue still remains. How do we lovingly and effectively address this? Well, I'm going to answer you in two parts, Stephanie. It's very normal for an 11-year-old stubborn, feisty kid to fight you every single time. And to that, I would say, oh, well, you never change what you're doing just because your daughter is having temper tantrums. So you have to implement consequences again when she breaks the rules, when she doesn't do her assignments, when she doesn't do her chores. You say you have a hard time finding what motivates her. Find what she doesn't like. Find what she doesn't want to do. Find out what she doesn't want taken away. Um, does she have a phone? It sounds to me like you're the kind of parent that wouldn't give an 11-year-old a phone. Um, but there is something I promise you that she wants to hold onto. Maybe it's talking with her friends. Maybe it's visiting with her friends. Maybe it's um, 
doing something else, a television show. And whatever it is that she really wants to hold on to is the very thing you need to take away when she acts up and she fights with you. As far as fighting, I wouldn't fight with her. I would just make the rules very, very clear. And I would say to her, if you don't do your school assignments, you're going to have to do your brother's laundry. Or if you don't do your chores, unfortunately, we're going to have to double the amount of chores and she's going to stack them up and stack them up. But don't let her off the hook. You also have to make sure that your husband's on board with this. So really, the problem I think you're having is it bothers you that you have a stubborn daughter who has a heart issue and she's acting out. A lot of 11-year-old girls do this because they're right on the cusp of puberty. She's probably very moody. She's probably very stubborn. She's very obstinate. And she's giving you a run for your money. But I guarantee you, if you and dad stay on the same page and say, look, if you don't do your chores today, you go to bed at 7 o'clock. She's not going to want to go to bed at 7 o'clock for the next three days. Or you say, we're going to take away your favorite television show, or you're not going to be able to visit with so-and-so for three days. Find whatever it is that she really wants and take it away. It sounds mean, but you have to do it. Secondly, you worry about her heart. You worry about the stubbornness and pride in her heart. Don't worry about that now. She's 11, and a lot of 11-year-olds don't have the right heart. It takes time and years to develop the right heart, okay? She's figuring life out. And I will guarantee you that the heart change follows behavior change, okay? Once you change her behavior over a period of time and you get her to behave in a healthy, respectful manner, her heart will change. The real damage comes when you don't get her bad behavior under control now. That stubbornness will stay there. So don't worry about that so much right now. She's only 11 and she's got a lot of changes to go through and her heart may not change till she's 20, but that's okay. It's just going to take time. So don't worry about her heart. Change her behavior. Give her consequences. Find her Achilles heel what she really, really wants, and take it away. You don't yell. You don't, um, you know, go crazy. You don't give her a consequence that's ridiculous. You didn't do your chores, so now you're grounded for a month. You can't leave the house. You don't do that. You know, you give her a, a consequence that she really doesn't want, and there you go. And you'll find it. If you, if you keep at it, you'll find it. And then you implement that over and over and over. And I, I promise you, she'll start doing her chores. So until next time, parents, always remember that great kids are raised, not born. Hey, this is Bobby, producer of Meg Meeker's Parenting Great Kids podcast. Thanks for listening. And because of your dedication to raising great kids, Dr. Meg's Parenting Revolution has grown to over 3 million downloads. Head on over to Facebook and Twitter and follow at Meg Meeker MD and check out what's new at MegMeeker.com. And while you're there, sign up for the newsletter to stay updated and get information about giveaways. Don't forget to share the podcast with other parents. Subscribe so you won't miss anything and leave us a review so we know how we're doing.